Okay, y'all, I wanted to do something for Valentine's. And initially, I really wanted to get my hubby in here. But the truth of the matter is, <laughs> when I'm working on my podcast, it's when my hubby is at work so that we can have time together afterwards. So instead, I asked him for his input because I really wanted to share 10 marriage tips that will strengthen your connection, your relationship, your family, homeschool, your home, and everything else that is in your life. So it is a collaboration with my hubby. Maybe next time I'll bring him on, <laughs> but this is real life. So in this episode, you will hear all those marriage tips. Plus I'll give you a bonus at the end. So definitely stay tuned to the end. And if you love freebies, then I'm going to tell you time and time again, go to the show notes, click on the link, download my free gift to you. It's an unschooling and deschooling packet that you can get for yourself. All right. So let's jump into this episode. Aloha mamas. You've made it to the homeschooling entrepreneur mom podcast. I'm Kavaya Quinn, RN turned full-time entrepreneur and homeschool rock star to five kiddos. I know you're frustrated with homeschooling. You know there's a way to make it fun, but you haven't figured it out yet. And you're overwhelmed with combining homeschool and making money from home. You're wishing for a way to integrate homeschooling and building a business while giving your kiddos the gift of entrepreneurship. So if you're ready to create a homeschool filled with fun and adventures while you're making money, Get your favorite mama juice and throw your hair in a messy bun. Let's get to work. Aloha, my friends. Welcome to, I want to call it the pre-Valentine's episode. I really wanted to do something about marriage because my husband and I are at a point in our marriage where we have gone through a lot. <laughs> we have gone through a ton of things. We have felt like roommates. We have put our kids way before ourselves. We had to like work through understanding each other, understanding how to love each other, understanding how to build. We had to fight for our marriage together. We grew a lot through many changes, many leaps of faith, and all of the above. <laughs> like I said in the intro, I really wanted him to be on this episode, but... <laughs> I'm going to be real with y'all. When I am working on my podcast episodes, it's when my hubby is at work. Because one of the things that are non-negotiable for us is that when he is at home and when we are together, we focus time on the kids and we focus um, our time with each other. And so instead, I collaborated with him outside of this. <laughs> and I said, okay, let's Give me some tips. Give me some marriage tips that I can share with my listeners that can help them. Because all your relationships, especially the one with your spouse, will affect everything in your life. Will affect you as a person, how you show up every day. Will affect your friendships and your relationships with other people. Will affect your family, your relationships with your kids. Will affect how you show up you know, whether you work or you do business, have uh, whether you're an entrepreneur, it will show up in your homeschool, in your home, in everything that you do. So I really wanted to do a quick episode and give you some of 
our top 10 marriage tips. I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to do another one because there's more than 10 tips. <laughs> but I wanted to start with this. And I'm just going to go through it real quickly because I know you guys are busy and I want you to take some notes and then take what speaks to you and leave the rest. If this, oh, here's a side note. If you want to hear more about one of these tips, like you want me to go deeper into it, definitely hit me up on Instagram, send me a direct message, let me know, hey, I listened to episode 242 about your 10 marriage tips, and could you go a little deeper into this tip, and then tell me all about the tip, and I would love to do that for you. All right, this, and also, disclaimer, this is not in any order, <laughs> this is what came to us, and we just like listed it down. So, first things first. If you haven't heard me tell you this before, I'm going to tell you again and again because this was one of the biggest game changers in our marriage, and that was love languages. Full disclaimer, I didn't read the entire book. I am sorry. <laughs> but I did take the quiz. My husband took the quiz. We did watch a whole bunch of YouTubes and <laughs> listen to podcasts, listen to other people talk about and preach it. We've seen it work in others, and we knew we had to apply it for ourselves. So <laughs> I just wanted to be real with you guys. Yes, you need to take the quiz and learn about yourself. Learn about your love language. And then have your spouse learn about theirs. And then share it with each other, please. This is not a secret quiz. This is literally to help strengthen your relationship. And you may have to take the quiz a couple times. And the only reason why I say that is because maybe the first time you take it and you're like thinking too hard into the questions, you're trying to like, I don't know, psych yourself out about something else. The truth is you just answer the questions as honestly as you can. And I like to just say, whatever comes to you first, that's the answer. Like go with that instinct, instinct that you have in you. <laughs> I'm having a hard time with words, guys. All right. So learn your love language, learn their love language, and don't stop there <laughs> because it leads into tip number two, learn how to express their love language every single day. I know I did an episode on this, but I'll just give like a real quick brief um, summary. The love language tells you what your love language is, means that's how you receive love and that's also how you give love. So if it's words of affirmations, then every time somebody tells you, hey, you look awesome. Hey, you did great. Wow, I'm so proud of you. That's all words of affirmation. You feel loved. And that's exactly how you give love back out. So maybe you tell your kids, I am so proud of you. Mommy just loves that. Like, wow, you are so great in that play. You are so great at, you know, that sport, you know, giving them all this compliments. A lot of that is words of affirmation. And that's usually how you will give out love. Now, when your hubby has a love language of service, <laughs> He will instinctually, like instinctually, is that a word? <laughs> he would just automatically go, okay, if I wanted to show my wife that I love her, I'm going to clean the house. I'm going to do something for her. I'm going to make sure that um, when she comes home, everything is, I wash the clothes and I put it all away. Something like that. That's how he's going to express his love. But guess what? 
my words of affirmation, love language, feelings is not going to get fulfilled by him doing my laundry. I'm going to be like, thank you, but <laughs> make me feel loved. So that's why number two, tip number two is important. Learn how to express their love language every single day. And I say every single day because your marriage happens daily. You don't get a break <laughs> from being married to your hubby. You don't get a break from being like, oh, I don't want to be your wife today. <laughs> like, like a day off. Like it happens every single day. So you have to pour back into it. And this leads into tip number three. You may need to humble yourself. And this is coming from an overachiever, very independent, proud woman. I had to humble myself because my spouse cannot read my mind. Even though how many years I've been with him, I know that he knows all the things that really make me happy. And he knows what to do to kind of lift me up and encourage me. But the truth is, he probably does it sometimes. And it is not his fault that he cannot read your mind. And I think that as women, even though we're really good at anticipating their needs, your husband's needs, your spouse's needs, they might not be good at that on the like on the opposite end. So definitely learn love languages, number one, to learn how to express it every single day. And three, humble yourself because you probably have to teach them. <laughs> You probably have to teach them how to love on you. And this was probably one of the hardest parts because I literally had to tell my husband, I need you to just send me loving texts, maybe one to two times a day. Let's go to two. And he's like, okay, why? I was like, because that is what fills my cup. That's what fills my spirit, makes me feel loved. I need you to do that for me. He's I'm like, don't you love me? He's like, yeah, I love you. I'm like, okay, well. He's like, don't you know I love you? I'm like, yes, I know you love you, but I still need you to fill that cup. And he's like, okay, because I knew his love language was service. That's why I cleaned the house. That's why I did all these things by the time he was home. Not because I was afraid that he would come home to a messy house. More so because I knew that's how he felt loved. So he, I needed to teach him how to do the same thing for me because it was not natural for him. It wasn't natural at all for him to give out words of affirmation. Um, it wasn't natural for him to, you know, express things, whether in a text, in writing, or with his words. So I actually held on to that expectation for years. Like, why aren't you telling me you love me? Why aren't you telling me I look beautiful? And he's like, because don't you know I already know you're beautiful? Like, I'm like, yes, but tell me and he and he would just we'd have that fight every single time and he's like I don't understand why I gotta say it every time every day until he learned that was my love language until he learned that's how I received love and then he understood he's like okay all right I'm gonna be more intentional so taking that step together being intentional and humbling yourself will help you your marriage will help you express love to each other will it be easy not all the time like i said i had to humble myself but that is steps that we definitely took to strengthen the connection with each other now here's how it can strengthen your family show your kids how much you love each other tell them what you're doing 
Don't just like clean the house up and be like, hurry up, dad's coming home. Instead, go, hey, dad, he actually feels loved when we do these things. That's why we're doing it. Do you love dad? Yeah, I love dad too. That's why I do it. (laughs) Sometimes it's not my favorite thing to do, but I do it because I love him. So I clean up, I do all these things. And they're like, oh, same thing. I said, you heard, you heard daddy tell mommy I look beautiful? Yeah, it's because mom's love language is words of affirmations. So daddy is telling me, it's more than just saying I love you. It's really showing me um, in my own language that he does love me. And they're like, oh. So it doesn't have to be weird. Definitely teach your kids because you are your kids' biggest role models and examples, especially when it comes to being married they're going to look at you first how was the marriage between their mom and dad is that something they want to replicate in their own lives so show your kids how much you love each other in that way now on the flip side (laughs) if you fight we're going into tip number what is this one two three four five tip number five if you fight and yes your kids can tell that you are arguing that somebody is mad They can feel it too in the house because I remember when my parents would fight, I knew it. No matter, even if they fought behind closed doors, I knew they were fighting. You can feel that energy shift in your house. That's fine if you don't want to show your kids that you fight. My husband and I are at the point where we will show our kids that we disagree on certain things, that, you know, we're having a hard time like compromising, meeting at the table, all those things. But we also, we make sure to show them how we make up, like that we make up. So we make sure we show them like, hey, mom and dad had to talk about it. We had to do these things. We compromise. We, yes, there was some yelling because I'm the yeller. I'm just going to be full disclosure. My husband doesn't really yell. He's the silent type. (laughs) I'm like, I'm sorry that you had to hurt yelling. It probably scared you that had a lot of big emotions on it because it shows your kids that you're human. It shows your kids that's part of a relationship. And it also shows them that you fight for your relationship. You fight to be back together, not just fight each other, but you fight to be back with each other to continue to have a strong marriage. So if you do fight, whether you show your kids or not, make sure you talk with your kids about how you made up what kind of words and conversations needed to be said or how you maybe you had to compromise on something maybe you had to kind of dad needed time to process mom needed time to cool down then we came back when we weren't as angry or or vice versa like whatever the process is talk with your kids about that that is important because now you're showing your kids how to have a strong marriage how to get back up after each of you are like butting heads or fighting, how to fight for your marriage, how to continue to work, you know, towards each other, with each other when things get rough. And that is important in a marriage. All right, number six, pray. Pray with each other, pray over each other, include your, include your kids in praying. Um, I remember there was a point in our marriage where we didn't pray at all with each other. We didn't pray at all with our kids. Maybe like a quick prayer for dinner. And this is me growing up in church. Both my husband and I grew up in church. And there was a point where we didn't do any of that. 
I think it was like quick, like Jesus bless our food, amen. <laughs> and nothing else until we realized like how much power prayer had over our home, our marriage, our relationship, each other. And the more and more we did it, we wanted to make sure like our kids saw that, saw that prayer was in our daily lives, saw that prayer was in our marriage, saw that prayer was a powerful thing. And it didn't have to be like loud, exquisite, like all with all these foo-foo words. <laughs> it could be simple. It could be loving. It could be caring. And definitely it could be done by anyone. So that is a great one that will definitely strengthen your connection, strengthen your relationships, not just with each other in your marriage, but definitely with your kids and other people who are important to you. Strengthen your homeschool, strengthen your home. Like it does wonders. All right. I think we're on, on number, what is this? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We're on seven. Wow. Okay. This one is important because I feel like, yes, you should have your roles in your marriage and your home because you know who does really well with doing certain things. But that doesn't mean it has to be like black and white. I think that's the best way to say it. Like, Yes, I am the one who takes care of meals. I'm the one who, you know, homeschools. I'm the one who runs my businesses. That's my role. But it doesn't mean it's black and white. I'm, I'm the only one. So number seven is share the load. Yes, <laughs> share the load, whether it's with household errands, chores, um, homeschool, whether it's with um, doing something for the kids, doing something for other family members or friends, whatever it may be, definitely share the load with each other. Because I've I've heard people say like, well, that's not my job, that's his. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> actually, you're in a marriage with each other. And there are times where you have to share the load with each other. And it goes hand in hand with checking in with each other because that's when you know when when that other person needs help or when you can express that you need help when you check in with each other. So there are days when I'm like I and this and you have to be honest with that because there are days when I feel overwhelmed and I tell my husband I'm like I I am at the tipping point. I'm right about to go over. I need a break. And he's like, all right, what can I do for you? How can I help you? I feel good. I can do, you know, I can pick up something. And I'm like, all right, like that's how we share the load. That's how we allow each other to allow myself to be a little bit not up to par as I usually am. And that really helps me get back to that place, gives me time to rest, gives me time to refill and vice versa. All right. Number eight, definitely don't keep score. I've heard this before. I'm not sure who I heard it from, but this is something that is super important in our marriage. We do not keep score of who did what, how much times I did what. Oh, that's all you did. Well, I did this better. Like, it's not a competition. And this is coming from me and my husband, who we both are very competitive people. <laughs> but there's one thing we do not keep score on is what is happening between each other of like who did more of what trying to one-up each other on that sense 
because now you're just you're almost like degrading your spouse being like i'm better than you no that that's nothing to keep score on if you want to keep score on something keep score on your journey on your wins together keep score on the progress that you've had keep score on how you improved in your marriage those things yes keep score on but don't keep score on how many times you did the laundry and how much times he didn't don't keep score on how many times you had to pick up after him don't keep score on how many times he failed at asking you certain things like i don't know what it is but anything that's that kind of stuff don't keep score on that all right like that. that's just a tip <laughs> that i hope that you take to heart <laughs> all right the last one okay I know I just said the last one, but I recounted. <laughs> We're on nine, guys. Oh, my goodness. Mom life, for sure. I hope you still love me. Anyways, <laughs> just kidding. Number eight was keep score. <laughs> number nine was, I'm sorry. Number nine is have a marriage slash life review meetings. Or you can call them dates. I love to call them dates. And you're like, what is that, Clive? Well, when you go on a date, instead of like sitting down and watching a movie and not talking with each other, how about go somewhere where you can sit down, chillax, and talk with each other about how things are going in your marriage? How are things going in your life? Review it. Is it going good? Is it going junk? Is there things you can improve? Check in with each other. This is a great time to go back and check in with each other. Why? Because if you're running a successful business, you always have update meetings of where you're at, what your goals are, what should you be doing next? What was some wins? What was some near misses? Like you're doing that in your business. Why aren't you doing that in your marriage? This is important. Make sure when you go on dates, yes, you love on each other and you have a great time together, but also check in on your marriage. That is something we used to do yearly <laughs> we used to have a yearly like review goal setting thing and then we realized like that wasn't often enough we needed to do it more often so sometimes our marriage life meetings is just at our own dinner table sometimes it's actually on a date a lot better on a date because you don't get as much interruptions so definitely schedule one of that if you haven't um now your last one <laughs> number 10 this is where i saw a shift in our marriage where it almost blossomed and it didn't happen overnight it happened gradually but we realized like this was kind of like that point where it shifted us to something like to a better path and that is grow individual relationships with god and if you're like what i'm like yes maybe you go to church maybe you don't maybe you believe in god and you're like, ah, you know, I do already certain things. I pray, I do my devotions, I do all these things. But until my husband grew his individual relationship with God and I grew my own individual relationship with God, then we came together. That's when we saw, like, we were really in line with each other. We were partners in this marriage. Before, it felt like a struggle because maybe we would lean on God more for like when things got hard we would only like pray here and there but once we really started growing our own relationship with God that is where we knew we had something both we could lean on together and individually so that helped strengthen our relationship tenfold 
Um, and it's not saying that we didn't have, like we didn't believe in God. Like I think the best way to explain this part is we were almost in, in like a motion. We grew up in church, still in the same motions, doing the same motions, same routines. It was almost caught up in a routine of believing in God. But we didn't have personal relationships with them because we didn't do things to have personal relationships. We didn't pray. You know, often we didn't go into scripture as much as we should have. We we didn't do a lot of things to really start our own relationship with God. We just was like, oh yeah, we believe, we believe in God. Oh yeah, we'll go to church here and there. Okay, we'll pray for our food. Like it was just very surface until we both started intentionally doing that for our own selves. It really changed our marriage in that sense. So that is number 10. And I know I told you in the beginning, I was going to give you a bonus because I just wanted to give you I don't say a bonus tip. I just want to say a bonus of how we look at our marriage as a whole and how we prioritize things in our life. And that's what the bonus is. So for each of us, number one is God. Number two is self. Number three is spouse. So me and my hubby. Number four is kids. And then after that is everybody else. You know, others, we prioritize in different ways but most people go god my spouse and my kids and my husband would explain this the best i probably would get him on an episode to talk about this just specifically because he was the one who's like five we have to put self before we put each other and i was like at first i was offended i was like what you don't love like i'm after you (laughs) you don't love me that much like just being wrong and he's like no you have to understand god is number one i was like yeah i know that and he's like then it's self it's ourselves he's like i want you to put yourself first why because when we stop taking care of ourselves we cannot take care of our spouse we cannot take care of our kids we are now depleting ourselves we cannot show up in our full intention love kindness when we do not take care of ourselves and I was like, ooh, <laughs> ooh, you are so right. <laughs> and this is coming from my hubby, guys. So that is why it's God, self, then your spouse, and then your kids. And then after that, you can prioritize whatever else is important to you in your life. So that, I'm going to leave you with that bonus to think about that and to see, to ask yourself, how are you prioritizing things in your life? All right. I hope you guys have a beautiful Valentine's Day. And not only show each other love just on Valentine's Day, but definitely every day of the year. I'll see you on the next one. Hey, mama friend. If this podcast inspired, encouraged, or gave you confidence to take action today, I would love for you to share it in your Instagram stories. Tag me at Kavai underscore Aquin. Then drop it in a message to another friend who needs to hear it too. The biggest compliment would be for you to take a minute from your busy mama day and leave me a review and subscribe. I'm so grateful for you and I'd love to keep this conversation going. The best way to connect would be in my Facebook group, bit.ly slash H-E-M support group. Till next time, lots of aloha. Kavai.